3: Hello. I'm so happy to be with you. So grateful. I'm on vacation. I know it doesn't seem like it because here I am doing my radio show. But during my vacation time, I still do my radio show. I still write my daily blog and record my daily prayer. It's what I love to do. So why not do what I love to do on my vacation? (laughs) And uh, it's such a pleasure to join with you right now. I'm in Greece. I've been visiting the beautiful island of Santorini, where I feel convinced that perhaps next year I could do a spiritual counseling training intensive. So perhaps we'll talk more about that later. But right now, let's take that breath of love and gratitude together and join in prayer, joining in the one mind. So grateful, so thankful to open our hearts Open our minds to an awareness of perfect love. So grateful, so thankful to place our hand on our heart and take this breath and partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and recognize I am that I am. One with the infinite. So grateful and so thankful to join together for a holy purpose. More peace, more love, more joy is what we're calling forth in our awareness. We're willing to be that place of peace in our family, in our community, in our workplace, in the world. We're grateful and thankful to be the change that we'd like to see in the world. We're grateful and thankful to change our mind instead of trying to change the world. We're grateful and thankful to find the better way. We're doing it together in gratitude. We share the benefits with all and we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yes, indeed. So let's see. (sighs) Let's see here. What this week's topic is peace and politics. And I love this topic. Now, today, uh, I've I've been watching the news. uh, Just Spirit said, when I said, what's the topic for today? Spirit said that uh, go to CNN and see what's up. So I, I don't usually go to CNN.com, but every now and then Spirit says, go take a look, see what's up. And, uh, it was clear that w- the, the headline today is that, uh, it appears as though Hillary Clinton will be the Democratic nominee, likely to be the Democratic nominee for president. And so, uh, one of the things that, people have been asking me a lot about lately is how to deal with their feelings about politics and the election, etc. And uh, I remember four years ago, eight years ago, same thing during the election year. It's a time when a lot of people get triggered, really deep stuff gets triggered, and uh, people start to have... Uh, full-blown anxiety attacks, a lot of anxiety and nervousness and anger and upset and resentment and all kinds of stuff going on regarding the election. So, uh, that became clear that th- this was the topic for today. Now, of course, The Course of Miracles is very clear about politics and elections and presidential voting. It says absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Nothing related to politics in uh, A Course in Miracles. However, there is a lot related to peace of mind. And I got clear guidance for us. And I'm excited to talk about it. I remember when the first time I went to Ireland, which I love to say the way the Irish say it, Oyerland. And <laughs> the first time I was there, and I was in... Um, where was I? I was in um, Dublin and uh, doing some workshops there. And I was teaching a workshop, in fact, when a gentleman asked me about. How to apply the practice of non-judgment that I was speaking about, and so I don't think we have to have any political opinions whatsoever. Now that might seem crazy or challenging or impossible, but it's really workable. So let's let's get into this a minute. And this this gentleman who was uh, very inquisitive with me about how do you actually have no opinions, no judgments when it comes to politics. He said, Jennifer, you have to be able to tell your family, your relatives, you have to be able to tell people what your opinions are. And I said, you don't actually. You really do not have to do that. Uh, you can you can tell people that you like a particular candidate or you like what they're talking about, and you could tell them why. But you don't have to go into this one's better and this one's terrible and this one's the worst and this one's an idiot and this one's ideas are stupid. All that better than less than the separation thinking. Is not helpful. And all these triggers that the politics and the election trigger in us are things coming up for healing. Whenever we're upset, whenever we're annoyed or frustrated or irritated or angry or sad or hurt or frightened, any of that emotional upset. Whatever flavor it comes in is an indicator that something is coming up for healing. So the first thing we can do is be grateful that something is coming up for healing because healing is what we're all about. Healing is what we're interested in. Healing is what's helpful. Healing is the thing that improves the quality of our life. It's not something bad. It's not something horrible. It's not that something shouldn't be happening. It's something coming up for healing. So if we can just take a different view of it, life gets a whole lot better. Now, let's look at things the way that is helpful to us. So the first thing I got led to was chapter 2. Chapter two, I just love it. It's so rich, and uh, Chapter two, Section three, which is entitled "The Altar of God," and it, it's So, we're having some technical challenges here. We've got a little bit of uh, Greek internet Wi-Fi issues. <laughs> Nothing I can do about it. So, but we proceed. Let's let's join together mentally. And no. So it's so powerful when we do that. Let us know that everything is working together for our good. And instead of thinking, Oh no, bad internet. We think, Oh, yay, great internet. And the internet supports us. So that's, that's what I'm going for. Total support from the internet. All good. So the acceptance of the atonement by everyone is only a matter of time. This may appear to con- contradict free will because of the inevitability of the final decision, but this is not so. So in other words, if we're all headed towards the atonement, it's inescapable. Does that in any way contradict free will? No, it does not. It says, you can tempt, you can, Can temporize, so you can make things temporary, uh, uh, less than eternal. You can pretend to believe that time is something real, and says, and you are capable of enormous procrastination. Lord knows that's true thousands of lifetimes or years (laughs) spent in lifetimes of procrastination. It says, but you cannot depart entirely from your creator. You cannot separate from your creator. You can procrastinate about the return home, but you cannot separate yourself from your creator. It says, the creator who set the limits on your ability to miscreate. Now, isn't that fantastic? There is a limit on our ability to miscreate. I think that's a big few for a lot of us. (laughs) It says, An imprisoned will engenders a situation which, in the extreme, becomes altogether intolerable. So, to not have free will would be intolerable. It says, tolerance for pain may be high, but it is not without limit. Eventually, everyone begins to recognize, however dimly, that there must be a better way. As this recognition becomes more firmly established, it becomes a turning point this ultimately reawakens spiritual vision simultaneously weakening the investment in physical sight the alternating investment in the two levels of perception is usually experiences conflict which can become very acute but the outcome is as certain as god so what is telling is here is that as soon as we recognize, however dimly, that there must be a better way, then this is our turning point. This is our turning point towards true spiritual vision. It's, the awakening is happening, and so as the awakening begins and we start to see with divine vision, then our investment in with what what we see with our eyes is diminished, and we begin to see more clearly with our visionary sight than our physical sight. I mean, in truth, we don't see with our eyes anyway. We see with our mind always. So it says the alternating investment in the two levels of perception, intuitively and physically, or perception, uh, with our eyeballs, <laughs> so we think, um, can is usually experienced as conflict, which can become very acute. But the outcome is as certain as God. So we might start to experience a real conflict between what we see in the world. We see in the world things like war and destruction and poverty and people being selfish and greedy, hoarding and it it might seem abhorrent to us, it might seem repulsive to us, Uh, therein lies the conflict, because in truth, everything works together for our good, and so anything that we do feel abhorrent about, anything that we are rejecting or finding repulsive, what's really going on is we're judging it as being not good, or not serving God, not serving the Creator. But we're all headed to the atonement inescapably, and everything along the way supports that journey. And that's the only way for us to look at it, is to know that everything works together for our good. Going back again and again to what it tells us in the Course, which is that everything is truly helpful. Everything, all events, all situations, all circumstances, everything, even what appears to be tragic, is helpful to us in our journey to the atonement. And the only way that we can even begin to accept that that is so, is we have to begin to accept the atonement for ourselves what is the atonement the atonement is the full realization that separation never occurred and that our experience here is an illusion now it says in the next paragraph again we're in chapter 2 section 3 paragraph 4 now it says spiritual vision literally cannot see error and merely looks for atonement all solutions the physical eye seeks dissolve. Spiritual vision looks within and recognizes immediately that the altar has been defiled and needs to be repaired and protected. So, as we align with spiritual vision, then we don't see any errors anymore. We don't need to label or judge or condemn anything anymore. Now we're able to see with divine sight, you see. But as we're making this transition from seeing through the lens of the past to what's really there, we're going to go through a time of conflict. And isn't it really rather obvious that an election experience like the one we're having now is helping us to raise to our awareness Any place where we're in conflict, where we say it's all good, but then we look at this political candidate or that one and we say, oh, but not them, not that. That is not good. That is bad. That is wrong. That is ugly. That's unlovable. That's shameful right? So when we move into all those kinds of labels and judgments and opinions, then we're going to feel deeply disturbed because we're in conflict with our fundamental objective which is to accept the atonement for ourselves. So, but I I find this so happy-making and so relieving that A, the atonement is inevitable, and B, that We're all going to get to some point where we realize there is a better way. There must be a better way. And once we do that, we're turning the corner on our spiritual journey. So my sense is that pretty much you listening to this radio broadcast, you've come to that realization that there must be a better way. So you are definitely on your way, as I am, to having true spiritual vision. So, and this is how we can take this election insanity and have it bring us so much benefit. And we can share all those benefits with everyone. So every time we get triggered, it's an opportunity to pull up a weed in our garden, right? Every trigger is like a weed in our garden. Now, going to the next thing I was led to for us is in the Manual for Teachers, Chapter 22, which is entitled, How are Healing and Atonement Related? Okay? So healing and atonement are not related. (laughs) They are identical. (laughs) So healing and accepting the atonement are identical. When we accept the atonement for ourselves, we're accepting healing. When we're having a healing, it's a sign that we're accepting the atonement for ourselves. So that's good news. Now here it says there is no order of difficulty in miracles because there are no degrees of atonement. So accepting the atonement, you're either accepting it, or you're not accepting it. There's no, well, sometimes I accept it, sometimes I don't. You're either all in or you're not. So it says here, the atonement is the one complete concept possible in this world because it is the source of a holy, unified perception. And that's what we're going for. The holy unified, holy spelled W H O L L Y, completely unified perception. Partial atonement is a meaningless idea, just as special areas of hell in heaven are inconceivable. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Okay. Accept atonement and you are healed. Got that? Accept the atonement for yourself, and you are healed of everything. So that's all we have to do. The Course tells us this over and over and over again. That's all we have to do is accept the atonement for ourselves. Atonement is the Word of God. Accept God's Word and what remains to make sickness possible. Nothing. Accept God's word and every miracle has been accomplished. To forgive is to heal. The teacher of God has taken accepting the atonement for himself as his only function. What is there then he cannot heal? Nothing. What miracle can be withheld from him? None. The progress of the teacher of God may be slow or rapid depending on whether he recognizes the atonement's inclusiveness or, for a time, excludes some problem areas from it. Okay, so this is a common thing where we say, oh, I'm accepting the atonement, I'm accepting that separation never occurred, I'm accepting the healing in my mind. Except over here, I just can't seem to quit these drugs. Or except over here, I'm still living in poverty, lack, and limitation. Except over here, I'm still having trouble healing my body. Now look, we all have our issues. I have my issues, you have your issues. This These issues are simply where we have chosen to accept the atonement for ourselves. We're working on our separation issues in that area. So financial issues are evidence of separation thinking. Body issues, evidence of separation thinking. Relationship issues, evidence of separation thinking. Whatever the challenge is, it's only evidence that we believe Even separation and we're projecting it into this particular area of our life. So rather than thinking that we're failing in that area of our life and becoming depressed and sad and angry and resentful and hurt and doubtful and ashamed about it, you know, it's like... (laughs) What I just got was, you know, wave your freak flag. Okay, this is my separation work. I'm doing my separation work. You do yours. Let's all get her done. We're doing all the separation work together. So this is our divine opportunity. And... So I do my separation work where I find it, you do yours where you find it, and we'll just get it done. Let's not look at somebody else's separation work and think that theirs is somehow holier or better than mine or yours. That's nonsense. We're all one, one mind, and we're healing all separation issues, however they show up. The main thing is to understand that Whether it's a financial issue, a relationship issue, a body issue, does not matter. It's just a separation issue. And the antidote is always to accept the atonement. Now, I am really big on not putting the ego in charge of accepting the atonement for me. Because that's like putting the fox in charge of the hen house. It's insanity. So... When I recognize I think I have a problem, or I feel some discord or disharmony, right then I can accept the atonement for myself. There is no separation. I have no problems. I'm giving all the problems to God today. I don't have any problems. I have illusions of problems. And I'm not interested in energizing illusions of problems. There's one power. It is the power of God. It's fully operational now and it always has been. The way out of all illusion of problems, as it says here, is forgiveness. Forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness. Forgiveness is the release of the meaning I've made of things. Forgiveness is the release of any thought of separation. Release of all condemnation. Release of opinions and judgments. So you can see how an election year would be so helpful to us, even though it distresses a lot of people. It can be so, so very helpful to us. So that's what we're going for. And I, for one, can feel the healing. And maybe, maybe in your experience, you're feeling the burn. <laughs> right? Isn't that what some people are saying about uh, Bernie Sanders? Feel the burn. Well, you can feel the burn of our judgments and opinions coming up for healing. That's what's happening. Oh. Yes, time for me to take a break, and as we're going to break, let me just mention a couple of things here. Uh, um, uh, right now at JenniferHadley.com on the events page, I still do have some uh, Course in Miracles 2018 conference discounted tickets, so you can uh, get those right now if you like, and... Uh, there are some free classes there right now, too. So check those out. Go for those on the events page at jenniferhadley.com. And we're talking about peace and politics today. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A course Some Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're walking the talk, we're living the love, and I'll be right back.
4: your soul wants five things your soul will thank you
5: are you ready to live in joy is there an area of your life where you could use a miracle Have you been praying for help and guidance? Come join Lisa and Bill and their guests for an hour filled with practical tips on experiencing miracles, greater abundance, focused, deliberate living, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Experience more joy in life. Listen to Living in Joy, Reflections on A Course in Miracles with Lisa Natoli and Bill Free every Friday at 2 p.m. Central here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
2: Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the
1: Talk.
3: Welcome back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, so happy to join you. I'm in Greece this month. And so uh, we're talking about peace and politics. And just before I go back to that topic, I would like to mention a couple of things. People always tell me they're happy that I make these announcements. Sometimes I forget. So one of the things I'm working on is my spiritual counseling training, Intensive. Uh, I've done a couple of them now, and they've been hugely successful. People have really loved, loved, loved them, and gotten so much benefit. So if you're a life coach or a therapist, or you're interested in becoming a spiritual counselor, you might be interested in my Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive. Uh, Everyone who has attended has told me that it was very productive for them personally and often very much so also professionally. So if you need to get continuing education or licensing units, one of these spiritual counseling intensives may be helpful to you. So right now I'm hoping to announce within a few days that I'll be doing one the first week in September in the Salisbury, England area. And uh, because that's one of my favorite places in the whole world, I just love Salisbury and that whole area uh, around there. uh, I can't help myself. I have to do a little bit of sightseeing. So you may only be interested in my sightseeing trip. It's going to be a small group, but we'll probably do Glastonbury and Bath, and of course Stonehenge, and uh, Salisbury Cathedral, and Avebury. Some of my very favorite places in the whole world where the energy is just so nourishing to me. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I just love those places. So we'll we'll have a lot of fun there and uh, have a nice long weekend together. So this would be for the folks in America, the, the Labor Day weekend. And so we'll take a long weekend doing some sightseeing, and then we'll get down to business and do the spiritual counseling intensive. So I believe that I'll be able to make these two events available separately in case you're only interested in one of them. And uh, But there will be limited space with both of them. Sorry about that, but it's just how it is. And then I'm also looking at doing, hoping to announce in another week or so, uh, two events in Thailand in November, which are uh, spiritual counseling training intensive and then also uh, a, a week-long retreat in Thailand called Self-Love and Extreme Pampering. Extreme! Thailand is the place to go for that. I myself am looking forward to having uh, Thai massage every day. (laughs) And uh, I love Thai massage. It's so great. So those events are coming up. And I also am looking at doing some events in North Carolina again Uh, in early October, just weekend retreats. One on forgiveness, one on A Course in Miracles, and then a meditation retreat at New Year's in North Carolina. So lots of events coming up. Uh, I've missed doing live events, so that's I'm going to do more of them this year. And hopefully you'll be able to join me at one of them. And uh, if not, you can always join me in Finding Freedom and then in next year in my year-long Masterful Living course. All right. Back to peace and politics. Now, um, in we're going to stay in the teacher's manual. And uh, chapter 10 in the teacher's manual is how is judgment relinquished? I'm just going to, the last paragraph there, it's going to be helpful to us because this is really the whole crux of the matter when it comes to not experiencing torture during an election year, got to release the judgment. It says here, again, paragraph 6, chapter 10 in the Manual for Teachers, page 28, which is one of my, I won't call it a lucky number, but it's one of my significant numbers. Anyway, it, it says, it is not difficult to relinquish judgment. It's not? Okay. We think it is, but it's not. It says, it is difficult indeed to try to keep it. To keep judgment is difficult. The teacher of God lays the judgment down happily the instant he recognizes its cost. What is the cost? It's your peace of mind, of course. It says, all of the ugliness he sees about him is its outcome. So all the ugliness you see is the outcome of your judgment. All of the pain you look upon is its result. So the pain is the result of judgment. Pain is a wrong perspective. All of the loneliness and sense of loss, of passing time and growing hopelessness, of sickening despair and fear of death, all these have come of your judgment. And now the teacher of God knows that these things need not be. Not one judgment is true. For the teacher of God has given up their cause, and they, which never were, but the effects of his mistaken choice have fallen from him. Teacher of God, this step will bring you peace. Can it be difficult to want, but this So you can have your judgments or you can have the peace of God, but you cannot have both. So that's how you steer yourself clear of the pain and suffering in an election year. Steer yourself clear in an election year. So the next part in the manual for teachers is chapter 11. How is peace possible in this world? It says, this is a question everyone must ask. Certainly peace seems to be impossible here. Yet, the Word of God promises other things that seem impossible as well as this. God's Word has promised peace. It has also promised that there is no death, that resurrection must occur, and that rebirth is man's inheritance. The world you see cannot be the world God loves. And yet... God's word assures us that God loves the world. Okay, so now, many Course in Miracles students will argue that God doesn't know anything about the world. And I get that, and what does it say right here? God loves the world. The world you see cannot be the world God loves. And yet God's word assures us that God loves the world. But the world we see is the world we project. So it's not that God doesn't know anything about our world. God doesn't know anything about our projections because they are not real. We are God. So you see, it's all about really understanding the separation never occurred. Our mind is the mind of God. If we're going to make stuff up with judgments and opinions and project it out onto the world, it will never be real. It will always be a projection. And God, which is what we are, will never know anything about it. Because what we know is eternal. Because everything that is known is eternal. This is our divine nature. It's eternal. So the antidote to thinking that we know all kinds of problems, thinking that we know it all, (laughs) In an egoic sense, all of that will fall away, needing to feel that we know it all, that we're always right and never wrong. All of that falls away when we accept the atonement for ourselves. Just think about it here, what it's saying to us in these chapters. It's so laborious to have to work up all the evidence keep our judgments alive in order to hold them and maintain them. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort. And that's one of the reasons why it doesn't make us happy. It's such a relief to lay the burden of trying to keep it all alive down. It's such a relief. We can have such better use of our time, our energy, our effort, our attention. If we are willing to change our minds, it's profound what a difference it can make in our lives. Now it says here, we've been promised peace. God's word is promised that peace is possible here. And what God promises can hardly be impossible. But it is true that the world must be looked at differently if God's promises are to be accepted. So in order for us to accept the promise of peace, the promise of abundance, the promise of prosperity, the promise of wholeness, the promise of healing, in order for us to accept all that amazing goodness, what? We have to be willing to look at the world differently. We have to allow our judgments to fall away and to just be willing to see with God's eyes, to see with divine insight, to see the world that's been promised us. What the world is, is but a fact. You cannot choose what this should be, but you can choose how you would see it. Indeed, you must choose this. So we have to choose how we're going to see the world. No one else can make that choice for us. That's for us to do. And it says, again, we come to the question of judgment. This time, ask yourself whether your judgment or the word of God is more likely to be true. For they say different things about the world and things so opposite that it is pointless to try to recognize. them. God offers the world salvation. Your judgment would condemn it. God says there's no death. Your judgment sees but death as the inevitable end of life. God's word assures you that he loves the world. Your judgment says the world is unlovable. Who is right? For one of you is wrong. It must be so. Alright, so I can't remember if I've mentioned this in a radio show recently or not, but I have a feeling that I did, at, at the risk of repeating myself, uh, which I do all the time anyway, because phew, truth is truth, and he just keeps saying it again and again. <laughs> so, but I, I, I remember that in the last election, it really struck me, it was uh, in the last week or so before the last presidential election, that I had two students who were in Masterful Living contact me. And one of them was so terrified that Obama might not win the election and just thought, oh, the world will be a terrible place if Obama is not reelected. And then the other student, was terrified that Obama would win the election and if Obama was reelected that the world would fall into despair and that evil would reign or I'm exaggerating but basically they were both concerned about the future of America and America's children specifically and yet they they saw two different candidates representing the very same values so they had the same values, they had the same desires, they were Course in Miracles students both of them and in Masterful Living with Me and yet both of them had a different idea about which candidate would bring the result that they wanted that they desired, and they were both terrified that if their candidate did not win, everything would be lost. This is the ego at work. When we have that strong an attachment to a political outcome, then we are in service to the ego. We may think oh, no, 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 but this candidate is the choice of spirit, the choice of love, the choice of compassion, the choice of wisdom, the choice of clarity. But we don't actually know. We don't know what anything is for. So there's nothing wrong with saying, oh, based on everything that I can see on the surface, Not yet being able to see intuitively through all directions of time and space based on what I think I see, I like this candidate best. This one feels like the most loving, prosperous, wise candidate for me. This one seems like the one who will be interested in bringing that better way. Follow that, follow your heart, follow your guidance. And it may be different than other people around you. But rest assured, everything serves God. There's nothing else to serve. You can say, oh, well, wait a minute, this candidate seems to serve the ego. And I think if they get elected, they're going to serve the ego. But the ego itself serves God. How, how else could it be? Because remember what it said I was reading just recently? Just earlier, a little while ago, that the reaching the atonement for everyone is for exploration, it's for learning, it's for expanded awareness. So sometimes the pendulum swings really hard in one direction or another in order for us to learn. And that serves us. We do learn. This is the world of contrast. And it's through contrast that we learn best. So always hold in your mind the outcome that you would like. But the, the destructive thing, is when you hold in your mind fear about an outcome you don't like. Remember, your mind is the mind of God. Your mind is so powerful. Why would you entertain anything you do not desire? That's entertaining judgments and opinions and belief in lack, attack, and limitation. There's no good that can come from entertaining that, except ultimately you will tire of it it will become so unattractive to you that ultimately it will lead you back to the light but we don't need to go down that road anymore we've been there done that we've got the t-shirt and the bumper sticker and the notebook and the tote bag we've got all the things from going down the ego road we just don't need to do that anymore now Instead of being upset by the circumstances that we see, we can realize that the upset is the evidence that a weed is growing in our garden. So in order for us to have a healing, we we really have to be willing to look at our feelings as an indicator, as a barometer of what is going on and so when you feel irritated frustrated or upset that's the indication that's the divine alarm clock going off and that is the thing that helps us to course correct so it's very helpful to us we must be willing to change our feelings in order to Change our life. Stop growing the weeds in the garden. And the weeds are our, our judgments, our opinions, our false beliefs. So your feelings give you insight to when things are false. Now, how do you change your thinking? Hand it over to the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, I don't really know what to think here. I just don't really know. However, I am willing. I'm willing to change my mind. I'm willing to see things correctly. So what I do is I say, Only good can unfold here. Only love is unfolding here. Only peace is unfolding here. Only prosperity is unfolding here. And rather than allow myself to entertain any idea that something is unfolding that I don't like, I say I'm claiming the good for myself and for everyone. The highest and best for everyone is the only thing that can unfold, that will unfold, that is unfolding. And whatever the thoughts are that are disturbing my peace, I don't need to give them any energy. It would be like watering the weeds. It would be like fertilizing the weeds. Don't need to do that. I turn away from it. I've really learned. It's not about denying the feelings. It's like, oh, thank you, God, for my feelings. You're helping me to realize it's time to weed the garden of these false beliefs. And that's how... We can find peace, and why it's so important for us to be dedicated to finding peace in the politics in an election year. This is our holy opportunity, and divine grace is always operating. This, I know. All right, well, I'm going to say a prayer here and close us out. So let's take a breath of love and gratitude, hand on our heart. So grateful and so thankful to say yes to our healing, yes to the expansion and the clarity. We're saying yes to our freedom and the freedom of all individuals. We are grateful and thankful to accept the atonement for ourselves. And we're accepting it on behalf of everyone. It's happening now. The atonement is inevitable. We're grateful that our destination is inevitable. And we're grateful to surrender all the habits of procrastination and delay. In gratitude, we accept our healing now. We let it be. Sharing the benefits with all. We know it's done, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes. And a reminder, too, that if you enjoy this radio show if it's valuable to you you can support us in two ways one is you can always make a contribution to unity online radio or at jenniferhadley.com, the power of love ministry.net your contributions are most welcome we're in the process of transcribing all the shows and your donations help us to do that also you can write a review wherever you get the sh- Show from Stitcher, iTunes, wherever that is. God bless you. I love you. Have a great rest of your week.
2: Thank you for tuning into A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Reverend Jennifer Hadley.
5: and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
4: I'll light a candle in your
6: There's a story about a man who was looking for a new home. When he arrived at the gate of a city, he asked, Tell me, what kind of people live here? The gatekeeper replied, tell me about the people in the place you've come from. He answered, they were angry, self-centered, and dishonest. The gatekeeper said, they're just like that here. You wouldn't be happy. Move on. Later, another stranger arrived and asked the same question. The gatekeeper said, tell me about the people in your last town. She answered, oh, they were wonderful, kind, generous, and loving. The gatekeeper replied, the people of this town are just like Come on in. You'll be happy here. Often we see the world not as it is, but as we are. If you want to change the world, start with yourself. Be the kind of person you wish the rest of the world would be.
5: This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org.
0: Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio.
2: Thank you for tuning in to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley.
5: and explore new horizons of empowerment, significance, and support. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
6: There's a story about a man who was looking for a new home. When he arrived at the gate of a city, he asked, Tell me, what kind of people live here? The gatekeeper replied, Tell me about the people in the place you've come from. He answered, They were angry, self-centered, and dishonest. The gatekeeper said, They're just like that here. You wouldn't be happy. Move on. Later, another stranger arrived and asked the same question. The gatekeeper said, Tell me about the people in your last town. She answered, Oh, they were wonderful, kind, generous, and loving. The gatekeeper replied, the people of this town are just like that. Come on in. You'll be happy here. Often we see the world not as it is, but as we are. If you want to change the world, start with yourself. Be the kind of person you wish the rest of the world would be.
5: This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org.
0: Providing insight and resources for your spiritual journey. Unity Online Radio.